today's episode is brought to you by Pure VPN. Whether you're streaming, browsing, or just looking for a little more online security, Pure VPN has you covered. Rated 4.8 stars by TruePilot and seen on Wired, Yahoo Tech, The Huffington Post, and Lifehacker, Pure VPN offers blazing fast VPN services at an affordable price. Pure VPN also has features like internet kill switch, split tunneling, and the capacity to allow 10 devices per account, as well as 24-7 customer support. Right now, they're even offering a 7-day full access trial for just 99 cents and an additional 40% off their monthly subscription service. Use the link in the show notes to secure this deal and your online activity today. Are we in the mainframe? I think we're in the mainframe. It's cut off for me, so I can't see it. I can't oh, tell if I'm well, yes. Yeah. And because it's cut off for you, I'm going to tell you that I'm obligated to inform you you're being recorded. For legal <laughs> purposes. I don't want to get into a legal bind here. Can you imagine? I'm sure this exists somewhere, like podcaster suing fellow podcaster over something super fucking dumb like that. That's got to be real. Somewhere, right? It's got to be. People uh, that go into business together get angsty and sue happy all the time. <clears throat> I know. I think that's why we need, when we get really rich, we need to introduce a third person, a mediator, to balance it all for us. And Absolutely call, call the, not. Uh, I refuse. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Sorry. Uh, my... Uh, I used to work with this guy who, like, on the side, he was a probation officer, and on the side, he owned a, like, sports store that sold, like, Bay Area sports team shit exclusively, and the store wasn't doing well, and they got into, like, some trouble, and him and his former best friend just got into all these crazy fights, and it just got real dirty. Real, real dirty. So... I just haven't forgotten that. That's super sad, man. It is sad. Like, just fucking go into it with the right intentions, you know? Yeah. And don't sue your friends. Yeah. I feel like Mark Zuckerberg saw the prototype of Facebook and was like, this is going to make me a gajillionaire. And went with it, you know? It's not like he just was like, oh, I'm going to work on this. I think it can be a good thing for mankind. He was like... I'm going to get fucking rich if I do this. Which, like, he could have kept the individuals involved there and still been one of the richest people on Earth, like, while splitting the profits. You know what I mean? Like, he could have been uh, I think they still got all kinds of money, too. Now, I think that's the best end. Like, who gives a shit if, like, you're missing out? Like, you got... 20 million instead of 70 million like to me that that's you're still in the millions like hard millions oh yeah like and to top it all off you did nothing you found out one day that there was this thing called facebook and you're like oh fuck someone stole our idea so you got 20 million for no work none of the heartache that sounds like a sweet deal to me that does sound like a pretty good deal if someone was like hey i'm hijacking your idea but don't be mad. Here's a check for $20 million. <laughs> like, 
enjoy my idea. Dude, we're watching, uh, I kind of want to cover this at one point, but we're watching Sopranos for the first time. And, dude, there's so much, like, classic gangster hustler shit where they're like, hey, man, I'm having some trouble on the lot with these guys. I'm wondering if you guys can uh, give these guys a quick talk. And he opens his jacket, and there's, like, fucking a wad of money in there. And they're like, yeah, we'll give them a talk. (laughs) Where do you work at? Tune him up for you. Yeah, I've been I've been told I that I need to watch that show. It's uh it's so nineties, bro. Like it's it didn't age well as of right now. Uh we're waiting it's for it to pick up a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Like the the episodes that were good were good, good. Like when things kind of got to a boiling point and there people had to get killed, that was pretty cool. Well, that's always cool. Um, I know. Uh, but it's we're waiting for it to pick up. Katie thinks it's boring, but I just feel like I owe it so much respect because it's one of the most revered shows of all time. I agree. It's one of those staples that I feel like I need to see. Yeah. Um, so you might have noticed that I mentioned the word hustler in there somewhere did you like that little tie-in did you notice that i did notice that why did you say that sterling uh because this is the alex and sterling watch the podcast and we're covering hustlers today <laughs> Woo! cheers me yeah cheers do i need to get close to my mic oh my yeah that picked, up. that picked it up real well oh good shit um your name is what? Last time I checked, my name was Alex. Good. I wrote mine down on a post-it note because I keep forgetting. My name is Sterling. Um, okay, so I I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think we continued this week on female creators because my movie sucked and I wanted to do another one. Is that, that why is you did yours again? Okay. Okay, good. Um, well, I think it was just a good... I think it's a really good theme, like female creators. Because um, there's... Nothing more. Like, there's a lot of cool shit out there. And obviously, I unfortunately, I think, put, like, Hallmark movies in that genre where I'm like, duh, this is probably, like, you know, Hallmark Christmas movie, you know, thing... But when I was looking up different creators, uh, you know, like Zero Dark Thirty and shit like that is in there, Holy like super dark, twisted. Yeah. So uh, I was like, okay, like there's some, and mind you, a good female creation doesn't have to be a super masculine badass movie, but like those are the movies that I'm drawn to. So uh, this one wasn't super masculine at all. No, not at all. Like almost anti. It was very, very female focused but it was like just these badass women doing crazy gangster shit now it was really cool um so sick so i i think i recommended this movie or i think you said you wanted to watch the same thing and i was like i'm thinking hustlers um and you're like yes do it because you had seen it already so just a quick little recap of how i came to hustlers um 
A, I wanted to watch something that that caught my interest, and I remember the preview for that movie being like pretty cool. I was like, okay. But yeah. I was looking at like female producers. I just did a Google search and was looking through a bunch of them and their movies that they've touched and all this stuff. And I was like, what do I want to watch? Like, what am I feeling? So I looked through a bunch of them and I saw Zero Dark Thirty was there. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Who, who, you know, was on that? Who produced that? And I found the woman, Megan Ellison. I was like, hmm, let me see like what else she's done. And when I clicked her, Hustlers came up and I was like, oh, I wanted to watch that. Like, let me check that out. And I saw that it was written and directed and produced by a bunch of chicks. And I was like, this is perfect. This encompasses everything I want. Like a movie that interests me that is very heavily driven by chicks uh, in every facet of creation. So I was like, dude, this is this is the movie that I got to watch. So I'm, I'm pumped to be able to talk about it today. Uh, I did not know. I'm a little embarrassed to, to having seen this and not knowing that it was written and directed by a woman, by Lorreen Scarfia. Nope, Lorreen Scafaria. I mi- misplaced the R's. Uh, and uh, I saw this. Spoilers. I liked it a lot. And then I just didn't think back on it. And then when you brought it up, I was like, oh my god, I'd love to fucking cover this. It's so good. Um, before, before we kick it off, have you seen Molly's Game? Is that with Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba? Yeah, and Michael Sarah. Don't forget about him. So I think we started to watch it, and it was just one of those nights where Fal didn't want to watch anything new. She was like, I'm just going to go to sleep anyways, so let's watch something familiar. And I was like, okay, but I do want to see that because it sounds dope, and I love those people. So it's awesome. I'm, tr- I'm like literally in my head right now trying to decide which one I like more. I think it's going to go to Hustlers. But the a lot of people connect the two, and like I watched uh, some reviews on Hustlers to see what other people thought of the movie today and uh, a lot of people brought molly's game up they're both true stories they're both about illegal hustling operations but molly's game is about super crazy ass high stakes celebrity and rich people poker games um which are all secret uh but like it was it's really interesting they're very similar um i think I think I like Hustlers more because Molly's Game was a woman discovering a man's world and learning how to operate within it and how to learning how to like leech or or take her piece out of it, you know, which is fucking cool and badass in her own right. But Hustlers is cool because a group of women were like, fuck this. We're going to turn shit over. We're going to basically Robin Hood these guys. yes exactly so that is a kind of a cooler concept to me it's like working against the system versus working with it i think yeah 100 percent. they're like making their own rules and they're like um especially in the circumstances i didn't realize that this was a based on a true story and being so it was 
uh, happened to be in like the 2008 realm of like a huge economic downturn. So they were like, we are going to drown and we need to figure this shit out. Oh, we can do this sick hustle and, uh, and make it work and stay super rich. Do you want to lay, lay out what the movie is? What, what is it? So hustlers, um, is about basically these strippers, um, and it really focuses on two main girls, I guess three main girls, maybe four, but I would say main, mainly two with a smaller encompassing group. Um, so we have uh, Constance. Oh my gosh, Constance Wu? Is that her name? Yeah, Constance Wu. She, a lot of people know her from um, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Have you seen that, bro? I haven't. I do want to watch that because that oh, looks hilarious. Fuck. It's awesome. I, like mind blowingly good. I like Aquafina, um, and like she just cracks. She's, she's the so best in everything she's in. Yeah, she's yeah. just so funny. So when I saw she was in that, I was like, okay, I'd be down to watch that. Um, but we have Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez, and in the scenario, Jennifer Lopez is like this seasoned professional stripper who like apparently the, used to be a bear yeah like you know used to be a centerfold and now is like raking it in super hard as like a very well-known and uh adored stripper and then this new girl constance Wu, uh who comes in and is like we sh- we see like a small uh clip of her like with several different people and she's not struggling but she's like not doing great either and so it's just kind of this mediocre situation and she sees jennifer lopez on the stage making easily like three grand in one dance and it's like people walk up with buckets like that you'd normally put sand in but fucking cash and dump it on her oh yeah And I was, so there was part of that scene where she's dancing and like the stage is full of money. But I was like, I mean, ultimately that's probably like 150 bucks because it's all ones. And then you see her pick it up and there's like hundreds in there. And it's like, okay, all right. (laughs) I can work with that. Um, All pre-2008. And it was, so I, I guess I knew this was about strippers, but I like, it wasn't really the forefront of my thought. And when we put it on, Fal was like, I know why you wanted to watch this movie. And there's like a bunch of chicks dancing like naked. And I was like, <laughs> no, this is not why I wanted to watch this movie. Just it was just one of those awkward things. Where it's like basically watching like a sex scene with your parents. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, he actually wanted to watch it uh, on our end. And I was like, is this a trap? Because I thought it was like uh, the guy's version of Like Mike. Or what is it? Like Mike? Uh, Magic Mike. Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. I was like, oh, fuck, this is a trap. I was like, I mean, if you want to watch it, I will watch it. <laughs> and uh, she told me what it was about. And I was like, oh, so it's not like stripper focused. It's, I mean, it is, but like it's about this whole other crazy fucking thing. Yeah, so 
it it is about these strippers that as i mentioned earlier it's like 2007 and we see constance basically befriend jennifer lopez and it's like you're so good maybe you could teach me some things like you can help me make some money and jennifer is like i'm gonna take you under my wing i got this and you see her like build this friendship and kind of like nurture her underling and like show her these moves and show her like some regular clients and things are great. Like they are making tons of money. She's able to get a new apartment and like take care of her grandma and like all this cool stuff. Side Did you recognize her grandma. Yeah. From daredevil dude. <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, holy shit. What a good actor. Uh, oh. I knew I recognized her, but I was like, where the fuck are you from? I could not, put my finger on it, and then bam, bad guy from Daredevil. I placed her immediately, and I leaned over. No way! Like, hey, do you know that woman was the bad guy in Daredevil? And she's like, cool, babe. Cool story. (laughs) Have fun with your tits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. So I I saw that right away. Um, But basically, like, her life is, is on fire. And then the big crash of 2008 hits and what they what they tell you when things are great is that like all their clients are big wall street guys and she's kind of going through the class of clients of like there's you know the average joe that comes in um there are kind of wall street guys that are wanting to seem rich so they like throw out a bunch of money to feel cool but they're not actually super rich and then there are the really rich guys that don't even come in the front entrance they come in the back entrance where there's no cameras they go to the only room where there's no cameras and they throw down money and like oh it's fucking crazy the, the class of clients and then we find out that all these clients are like dried up because their business is shot as well. And nobody wants to actually spend money. So they're like, uh, what are we going to do? This is terrible. So they concoct this plan to trick guys into coming into the club and getting them super hammered. Uh, and then basically like just before the point of passing out to where they're still able to like sign checks and credit cards and stuff. Yeah. And they're just taking full advantage of these guys who well, don't forget played, the, the drug. Oh, well, I was going to get there. So, oh, so they, they started out getting them drunk and then it didn't pan out. Yeah. So I was, was going to ask you if there was like a sequence that they, that led to the, the drug. There is a sequence. So they start off by like getting these guys smashed and all these guys like do their own drugs anyways. Um, yeah. So it's like this combination of them getting super jacked up and then they take advantage and they frame it in this like, well, these guys are Wall Street guys and they're stealing everybody's money anyways. So we're just stealing it back. And like that's kind of making them feel better about drugging people and stealing from them. I kind of, like, am really down for that because, like, a lot of people on Wall Street were largely responsible for the economic crash and the mortgage crisis and shit, and no one went to jail. And now, like, these people who are very much struggling, like, they're taking off their clothes for money, are stealing what could be just a drop in the bucket for these fucking rich assholes that are trying to get blowjobs from these strippers, you know? 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I, as long as they're sure of their targets, I'm totally cool with it. Yes. But what they start to do is like go to different bars and lure strangers, which is like, okay, so, like, what yeah. if this person isn't the bad guy you assume he is by his tie? Like, what? Right. Not bad. So there like, there are so many moments where you're like. They're, they're stepping out too far. Or, like, every time they extend a little bit, you kind of, like, grit your teeth. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, they shouldn't have introduced this new girl. Oh, fuck. Uh, this guy doesn't seem rich. Exactly. You know? So that that was what I was going to bring up as well. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, basically they, they find this perfect little, little game where they're like, we're going to go to the bar and we're going to find a target. We're going to make him feel like the man by getting three hot chicks to drink with him all night. They don't drink. They get him drunk. They lure him back to the club and they rob him. Quote unquote, rob him. Um, <laughs> Loose term. Loose term. Then they decide, like, we could make this way easier if we combined ketamine and something else. Shoot, I can't remember what the other drug is, but it was like like a fifty yeah. fifty split or something. It was like yeah. two drugs. It was ketamine was one of them, and the other one was something else. And they like came up with this concoction, and they're like, if we slip a little bit of this in their drink, they will pass out, and it'll be fine. And it was so funny. They were doing like tests, like they were cooking in the kitchen of like like how to make these drugs yeah. perfect. And they're like, oh, let's try it. And they each try a little thing. And the next shot is them both passed out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. So funny. So it, they, I like how like casual they made like fucking cooking up drugs look. Like when you on movies and shit, you see drug labs or fucking, you know, drug dens. There's like tubes and there's fucking tinfoil and burned shit everywhere. It's dark and gross. But they were like two moms, like baking. Yeah. It was so funny. And it was funny because they were like doing it on the stove at first. Mm -hmm. And they're like, mm, should we try the oven? And then they're like putting things in the oven with oven mitts. <laughs> like, hey, no, here's your little knockout drug. Like they were making cookies. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, they, so they get this drug, and that's like the secret sauce. Like that really blows up this little business that they have. This, this the, hustle. What was the deal with it? Like it knocked them out and just enough or whatever. Kept them kept them awake just enough. Exactly. Yeah. Like they didn't want to knock them out cold because they need to be able to like authorize transactions. Yeah. It, it put them out of their mind enough. Uh and like docile so it was just like basically like you know that scene in uh wolf of wall street when he's like on lewds and he's like blah, blah, blah. yeah like, that's <laughs> yeah. what these guys are like, like they're just like yeah. blobs on the couch and they're like no but they think they're having a good time and so they're like there's one scene where this guy's like completely like he's dead basically and they're like hey are you right. having a good time and he like wiggles his hand into his wallet and like grabs his card and they're like <laughs> yeah i'm like oh my gosh dude um so they so wild. they use this drug and really streamline their success 
And that's when they're like, dude, we we can expand this operation. And so they bring in more girls. And that, you're right, it's like a teeth-gritting moment of you see the lineup of potential girls they're going to bring in, and they all look like addicts. And I was like, oh, no. Bad choice. Do you think, think, uh, I always wonder this, if they, when they hit their sweet spot, if they never expanded, do you think they could have gone on forever doing this? 100%. That's what I think, dude. I think that in all these different crime shows and hustle shows, I thought the same in Molly's game. She got a little overzealous and she got fucking caught up. Yeah, I think, I mean, eventually I think they would have been caught because I just think, like, imagine if it's a repeat customer and he's like, yeah, I had a great time and then I don't remember anything, but I spent, you know, $15,000 like maybe I want to remember it this time. And so he like hangs out with them and is like pacing himself to try to remember. And they drug him still. So he like doesn't remember anything. He's like, damn dude, like this is weird. I don't remember anything after two beers. This is super strange. Um, So I think something like that would have happened, but yeah. Or they they catch them like slipping them drugs. Yeah. Like Like, what if that happened? There was a part where Fallon was like, I'm surprised the bartenders didn't catch any of this because like, yeah, doing exactly. it at the bar. Right. And at that point, if I'm going to expand my empire, I'm just going to bring the bartenders in on it a little bit. So nobody is going to say anything. Like if I'm going to drug somebody, if the bartender is in on it and I cut them in on a slice and even like I give them a little bit of the drugs and I'm like, hey, you slip this in before you give it to them. So I don't even have to touch the drink. Oh, like you get the drink already drugged. <laughs> yeah. That's key. That's that's key. You know, and it's like the the it's one person that might say something, they're taken care of. Yeah. Hey, man, like if you put this, you know, this salt, let's just call it salt in this drink. Uh, I will give you maybe, let's say, $5,000 at the end of the night. Which they easily could because they were charging these guys, like, so much fucking money. Dude, unbelievable amounts of money. And I don't think you'd have to go that high for someone to agree. I'd, I'd be like, a thousand. I was going to say, $1,000, like, I'll give you $1,000 uh, every time you do this to somebody. Like, give you a grand. Boom. Yeah. And, like, I think, I mean, this is getting deep, deep in the dark weeds. But I think you're very unlikely to get caught. Like, especially if you're the only bartender on that side or at all. You just fucking keep it under, like, where the the glasses are. You fill the glass before you put in the drink. You're good. Yep. Like, no one sees what's going on back there. It's kind of scary when you think about it. It's terrifying. really is. But, I mean, damn. We should have helped them out. We'd be really good crime lords, dude. Somebody listening to this might be able to uh, pull off something even better and last way longer. Yeah. <laughs> Get us in on your illegal crimes. All yeah. crimes are illegal. Yeah, you owe us a cut, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so did you, did you, I heard one review that said at this point it got a little repre- repetitive and I didn't feel that way. What did you think? Like, when they kind of get in the motion of the the hustle, like it just shows them three girls walk into a bar, take the guy out, 
Chargers card next night. Yeah, I didn't think it got repetitive um, or anything like that. The one thing that irritated me, uh, it was, I think they showed the girls walking through the bar like two or three times. Um, it's like, oh, here's my sisters. And then like the girls would come through. The weird thing, and I'm sure it was on purpose, but the weird thing to me was that all their legs were moving at the same exact time. Like robots. Yeah, like robots. And I was like, it. I mean, I get it, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but it, it was just strange to me a little bit. Like, it reminded me of the, the robots from Austin Powers. And I was oh, like, the fembots. The fembots. The fembots. <laughs> Uh, yes but other than that dude i didn't think it was too repetitive or anything and it really like kind of solidified like their process and you could see them getting like richer and richer and like their freaking chinchilla fur coats and all this crazy stuff they were buying god like i wonder how often they were doing this how much money they were making i thought they were just making not a lot of money but more money than like compared to what what they were as strippers post 2008 economic crisis you know yeah but then but then they're like fucking buying each other rolexes and jewelry and they have sick ass cars i'm like okay so you're doing this like a lot or and or you're charging a fuckload on everybody's card you are well they said they're maxing everybody's cards out like that scene where they waited till midnight and then did it again oh so brutal dude like ouch makes me think of one of our buddies that it happened to uh yep and yeah <laughs> poor soul but that's, but that's hilarious so i'm not worried about yeah, that that's different that's hilarious. That's, actually have i told that story on the podcast i'm not gonna say no. who it happened to but i'm pretty sure something very similar almost happened to me um and happened to a few of the dudes i was with I was thinking about this and was kind of hoping you'd share it, but I wasn't going to be like, hey, tell us that fucking crazy story. That's your call. I'm more than happy to tell it. Yes, I'm so excited. You can share well, the other people on the story, not the I'm, person where. I'm more than happy to tell it because I caught on and I escaped and I was very pleased with myself for doing so. Um, but the tale goes, uh, we were in Las Vegas it was me and a few college <laughs> dudes, and I was in college also. It wasn't me with a bunch of younger dudes. Um, <laughs> we were all the that same. Was a, that was a different night. <laughs> that, was, that was another time. Um, so we're in Vegas, and, like, when you walk down the strip, you know, there's dudes passing out, like, hooker cards and strip club VIP passes and all this crap. And they you know we all got them and they just handed them to me and i like had them in my pocket and i was like whatever and we're in this casino we're in the paris and i'm having a great night like i'm getting free drinks at the casino i'm playing slot machines and playing cards and like feeling awesome about everything like things were just sick and one of the guys is like dude we should go to a strip club and mind you we are all kind of separated in the paris at this point um and so he comes up to me he's like dude we should go to a strip club and i was like yeah maybe later like i'm really having a great time right now and i don't want to leave and he's like dude come on i'm like bro 
ask everybody else. Like, I'm going to be here. You can come find me again. If everybody else agrees, I won't be the stickler. Like, I will go. I have I'm nothing against you. So, I'm surprised you were so mature, like, at a age like that. Like, now, being a grown-up, I'm like, you know what's fun? Fucking, I like gambling more than going to strip clubs, I think. I think it's way more fun. Yeah, and, like, I wasn't against going to the strip club. I was just having a great time in that moment, and I was like, dude, I don't want to leave yet. Like, I'm down to go yeah, to the strip club. Yeah, I'm on a stride. Yeah. I'm just, I'm having such a great time. I'm in such a great mood and this place is beautiful. I'm like having a great time and there's girls dancing in the center of the casino anyways. So like, wh- I got it. It's here. <laughs> but he was super down. So he got everybody else to want to go. And I was like, okay, uh, if you guys all want to go. And paying them. <laughs> exactly. I was like, if you guys Please. all want to go, I'll go with you. Like it's not, I'm not going to leave the group, you know, cause I don't feel like it. So, um, I had all the cards, so I called the guy that, you know, was like, I'll give you, I'll send you a limo, we'll take you to this place. And I was like, Great. So we get the limo. Sent you a fucking limo? Yeah. Holy he, hell. Like he hit us up outside. He was like, Hey, if you want to go to a club, you hit me up. I'll send a car. I'll get you over there. You just gotta do the two drink minimum. Everything else is on me. And I was like, You got it, bro. He you did know it. What? He that sounds through. fucking that sounds so I mean, it is absolutely batshit crazy. It's awesome. But it sounds so fucking crazy thinking about doing that anywhere else. But Vegas is so different. Like I like that sounds. Uh, there's probably limos everywhere in Vegas. Oh, you know? all over the place. So it so wasn't. I bet that's like a, a part of the package. Like you want to take a limo? Yep. That's not, I would. I would Absolutely. Take it. And we did, dude. We got in a limo that we didn't have to pay for. They took us to the club. So sick. Didn't have to do anything. Um, I just got two drink minimum. Which I was supposed to, and I got two Newcastles, two mediocre beers. How and, much did you drink before that? Mm, and what time was it, if you can remember? I don't remember what time it was. Um, time doesn't exist in Las Vegas. I don't remember what time it was yeah. at all. It's like um, but I had had a couple drinks, but I wasn't like I remember, especially like the day after. I remember vividly not being drunk. And I was like pacing myself and gambling and just having a great time. And yeah. I was totally fine. We get in there and me and Coop were like, dude, let's light up some cigars and just watch some chicks, like whatever. So we, we have our cigars, we have our beers, and we're sitting there smoking, sipping our beers and just talking and laughing and just like, dude, look at where we are right now. This is awesome. And after our first beer, I was like, dude, I feel really weird. Like, I feel really tired and like I'm like I can't move very well. I just don't feel right. And it wasn't like a drunk feeling. I was like, shoot. And I was I just remember being ridiculously thirsty. And so one of the girls comes over and I was like, hey, come here. And she like leaned down and I was like, hey, can I get some water? And she looks at me and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I was like, uh, what? Uh, I, I said water, like from the <laughs> put some. Tap you must have thought I said Patron. I said water though. Yeah, I need water. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, hon. I can't. I can't do that." And I was like, "Oh what shit!" Does that mean? So I That's stood scary. up. That's scary. Well, it like this this few maybe one or two minute section was like the scariest part. That hit me with fear when she said, "I can't get you water," and I was like, "Uh oh." So I stood up 
and I realized I couldn't stand up very well at all. Like I was like on my own two feet, but I was like, I couldn't hold my weight up. I was like, oh shit. So I like start to stumble towards the bar and I'm like grabbing onto chairs and the railing and I like can't walk. I'm like, oh dude, this is bad. So I feel like very different to being drunk, like something totally extremely different because my mind was still there. That was the weirdest part. I like wasn't like when you're drunk, you stumble around and look like an idiot, but you like don't feel like you're stumbling. You're like, I'm drunk, whatever. You just become the idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But like I could feel that I wasn't operating properly and I knew it. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I go to the bar and I lean over. I'm like, bro, can I get some water? And the bartender is like, yeah, I can't do that, man. And I was like, no, I'm asking for water. Like the thing you're rinsing your glass with, can I get some of that? And he's like, nah, dude, I can't give you any water. I was like, oh, shit. How is that not illegal? And like, why couldn't he have just said, uh, oh, the water, like if he couldn't give it to you for free, why couldn't he have said water costs this much? Exactly. And that's when I knew I was in a real predicament. So I ran to the bathroom and I started shoveling water into my mouth from the sink in the bathroom and just start downing a bunch of water. Mind you, I've had one beer at this place. There's tons of water going through it. And I get back out and I'm like, okay, I feel a little better. And I find Coop who's still slouched in his chair. And I was like, hey man, how you feeling? (laughs) And he's like, I feel weird, man. And I was like, me too. We have to get out of here. And so I start looking for the other guys and we can't find them. They're like in private rooms. And I was like, dude, we got to go. We got to get out of here. So we take off and thankfully make it out, you know, without issue and end up making it back to the hotel. Um, fun part of the story between this place and the hotel, I was still desperate for water and I ended up begging a drug dealer for water and he got so freaked out. Like he, he started asking us like, what do you want, man? Like I got all this and this, and he's like offering us drugs. And I was like, dude, I need water and I need it now. And he's like, shit, man, get off me. And I was like touching him. Like, <laughs> you scared a drug dealer. He was so weirded out. And he like pointed me towards a Carl's Jr. And I like, they were closed. So I had to like bang on the window. And I was like, I need water right now. And they ended up giving me water. Uh, oh, so we made it to the casino, back to the hotel. And everything was fine. But the next day, we found out that the other dudes didn't remember anything and one of them had been taken for 1600 bucks. Oh, which, like, compared to the dudes we've been talking about recently is not a lot. But at the time, we were all broke college kids. So that's a huge dent. Huge. It's a huge it's dent. Now. And it makes sense. Like, if it was a similar scandal type thing, that was probably the max of his college student credit card. Which... It's fucked up to me because that means he can't, like, afford books the next week or food the next week. Like, that really – they didn't do their research on their person. They weren't, like, this elite crew of, of schemesters that we've been talking about. Yeah, they just did it to any old Joe that came in. And, like, I'm just really glad that I was like, hey, I don't feel right. <laughs> like, oh, I, can't, I don't, I don't want to know what would have happened because I – uh, at the time in college, I don't have it anymore, but I had an American Express card that was like linked to my parents, and they probably could have gotten a lot off of that. <laughs> and 
and explaining Ooh. that I lost our life savings to a stripper in Vegas to my mom, I would have been murdered. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. I hope they listen like- to this too. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know what the statute of limitations is with, like, telling your parents shit like that. Like, I I don't know how much time needs to pass before I tell my parents about something awful I did. <laughs> You're right. I, don't, I think it depends on the thing. Like, uh, I, I broke it to my dad, like, all at once, all the drugs I had ever done in one, in one <laughs> car ride. And, uh... He's like, you ever try drugs? And I was like, ah, I guess, I guess I should be honest with you. I've done uh, coke, Molly, all types of prescription drugs. Of course, weed. Everybody's done weed. I did weed when I was like fucking twelve, uh, and I just, I just fucking went, <laughs> went for it. And I really thought my dad was. God, I hope he's not listening. If you are, sorry, Dad. Uh, I really thought he was gonna be cool with it, and he was taken aback by it. He's like. Oh shit! <laughs> that was a little much. Oh, I just imagine like your dad. I love your dad. I know the way he looks. And I just imagine you're going on this rant, and slowly he just becomes SpongeBob when he's in Sandy <laughs> with no water, and he's like, <sighs> "Yes, dude, it was like that." Oh my god, uh, I felt really bad, but he's still but- up. So there's something. Yeah. Um, we we got over that and tattoos. Uh, so I don't know what the big hurdle is next. Um, okay, so what gets our girls caught? Um, let's see. Where were we? So... Dude... I actually can't think of what gets them caught. Now that I think about it, one of the guys calls and was like, hey, this isn't cool. And he, I think, shoot, I don't exactly remember the moment I remember. that like, gets them caught. You you fill in this blank for me. It was a, it was a mix. So it, it started to escalate a little bit. They did it uh, not only like one too many times, like, they did it to too many dudes over and over. They're like, bro, every time I'm in there, I fucking lose $20,000. What the fuck? And I don't remember what it's on. I don't even remember what we did. Uh, and then some guys started to put their foot down. Like, a lot of guys would get shut down. In fact, most of them will call and get shut down and be like, I don't remember anything. And Jayla would get on the phone and she'd be like, don't you remember we had such a great time, babe? Like, don't you want to come back and do it again? And they'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. But uh, some guys weren't that rich and were, like, in desperate need to get that money back or, like, figure out what happened. And then uh, this girl that uh, – what's her name in the movie? I think it's Destiny. Yeah, Destiny is Constance and kind of our main character. She says, like, bro, I swear to God, don't hire that chick. Don't fucking hire that chick. This, like, really grungy, cracky chick. And – they arrest her because she gets caught because she's so sloppy and she buckles immediately and tells everybody everything. Yes, I remember now. Yeah, that sucked. 
so that's that's how they get caught. I feel like they get off for the most part. Like they don't really do time. They're under probation for like a couple months. It's not crazy. Yeah, and what I also liked about just the overall uh, direction of the movie itself is that it kind of goes between these girls, you know, living their lives, doing this thing, but it's also uh, Destiny telling the story to a reporter um, who's played by Julia Stiles. And she's, like, telling her everything that, like, happened past tense, and they're, like, in a living room, and she yeah. looks like she's, like, you know, done well for herself since. Um, and, like, explaining. And then one thing that I didn't really catch not i don't know if i didn't catch it or like if it didn't explain it well or what the deal was but it felt to me like when she's talking to to julia styles and she's like you know what i shouldn't even be talking to you and the reporter julia styles is like uh well i mean it's adding up with everything that uh jennifer lopez told me what's jennifer lopez's character's name uh ramona ramona she's like yeah it adds up with what ramona told me and she's like you talked to ramona and she's like, yeah, yesterday. And like to me, it felt like bullshit. But I don't know if it was or if she'd actually spoken to her. But I'm pretty sure it was a lie uh, to get her to keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. was the thing. I was like, uh-oh, this shady reporter is trying to get the scoop. Um, yes. But I really liked that they were going back and forth between like the events and knowing that one of the characters gets out of it and is able to talk about it later. Like, that's kind of a cool, uh, I guess, like, mid-movie spoiler, almost. Yeah. Um, but did it bug you? Was that, like, a weird point in the movie for you, or were you cool with it? No, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Me too. Me too. I, uh, I, I thought this was a sweet movie. Yeah, I really uh, like Can we can we discuss the fucking cameos real fast? Dude, yes, go. Uh I'm gonna just rattle off some trivia. Uh like I'm gonna do every episode, but Cardi B, Lizzo, and Usher were all in this movie and they were all filmed in the same day, which is pretty sick. Uh and I loved Usher's scene so much, dude. He just played himself. And all the girls were fucking freaking out at the strip club. They're like, so damn, funny, dude. dude. And this was pre... I think it was pre-2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because she said... Because Constance said it was her last good memory before things turned to shit. Yeah. And uh, Usher came in and he had like hell of people with him. And uh, he played himself and all the girls were just fucking all over. And it was such a like hilarious scene to like see all these strippers get stoked. And uh, I like that scene a lot. But this is fucking awesome. Constance Wu made $600 on her first night undercover as a stripper doing lap dances and stripping. No way. Isn't that crazy? Dude, like, she, she actually stripped. She went undercover as a stripper, did it, and made 600 bucks. I mean, that's not bad for, like, a first time, like, you're doing homework. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's fucking hilarious? Like, as an actress, she's probably, like... It's probably the equivalent of, like, 100 bucks to her. Or 50 bucks. Yeah, I wonder, like, what that is. Like, if... I hate to say it, but, like, if 
a lot of people knew that you could do it relatively easily, I feel like they would. Yeah. Uh, I just, when we were talking earlier, I looked up the average salary of a stripper and it ranged anywhere from 40K to 150K. So, hot damn, that shit's wild. Uh, this was shot in only 29 days on a low budget. What was the budget? Doesn't say. I mean, I'm sure we can find it. Ooh, remember this? The photo at the end of at the the photo at the end of Destiny as a child is an actual childhood photo of Constance Wu. That's cool. Um, J Lo. The J. Everybody's talking about J Lo winning a, like an Oscar for this. I kind of think she should because she was amazing. She was really good in this. She was uh, really. Uh, J-Lo practiced pole dancing in preparation for the movie. She even had a detachable pole in her house. She began pole dancing training with professional dancer and choreographer Johanna Sepecki two and a half months before filming in preparation for a scene where she performed a major solo pole dance routine without a professional stand-in. That was, I think, like the first scene, like right off the bat to kind of like establish her her seasonedness or her mama bearness you see her busted out yeah and that's the scene i was talking about with like the deck full of bills and uh it was funny man like she looks great right i don't know how old she is but she looks fantastic and foul was like that's not her like is that is that how she looks i was like yeah i think so i think that i think she still looks that good she crushed it uh, uh, so our director, uh, Lorene Scafaria, said to the pole, said of the pole dancing scene, pole training is like nothing else. I feel like if Jennifer Lopez opened up her fur coat and asked you to climb inside, you'd do anything she said. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true there, Lorene. It might be Lorene, but it's spelled L-O-R-E-N-E. Um... Uh, None of the main female stars playing strippers are naked in this film. They only wear tight outfits, bikini tops, uh, and thongs, including Cardi B, who was an actual stripper who said that she had drugged people and pulled this scam off in the past, which is crazy. Oh, that is ridiculous, dude. Isn't that nuts? She was a stripper. She lived it. She fucking lived it. I'm surprised she didn't play more of a role in the movie considering it was like a real life story of of her uh yeah i i like i like that she wasn't in it a whole lot though because there's nothing i i fucking hate more than like a, a famous singer someone who's not an actor coming in and like taking on a serious role when they're not a professional and they just kind of they're there for their star power or whatever and they kind of fuck it up yeah, she was in it ju- just the perfect amount of time. Same with Lizzo and Usher. They're just there for a minute to make their sick appearance, do their cool things, say a couple things, and bounce. Agreed. Um, I uh, it was really wild that it was a true story. Um, I it'd be cool. I kind of want to dig into it. It was really crazy digging into Molly's game too. We sh- you should check that out. It's a, it's that one was really crazy to look into because like we Katie would look into 
the celebrities that she uh, did insane poker with. And apparently uh, Tobey Maguire was a very casual, uh, he was a frequent goer of these games. And his thing, like apparently it was accurate. He loved just, he was so good at poker and he loved fucking up people. Like he loved putting people in deficits and he would sense when you weren't rich and he would love to put you under, like take a hundred grand of your money. <laughs> what? Yeah, he sounds like a monster, but Michael Sarah playing him was fucking so amazing. And they don't say Tobey Maguire in the movie. They say uh, this guy is is a actor X. We'll call him actor X. But then you look it up and it's like, oh yeah, Michael Sarah was playing Tobey Maguire. Oh, dude, that's awesome. So it's also based on a real thing. Yeah, just like this. Oh, that's legit. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, let me let me see if I got a couple more trivia points for you. The guys around Ramona's stage performance were all vetted to make sure they're all decent fellas. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, weak. Wait, Annabelle has a vomit problem, and they use a mix of graham crackers and Sprite to complete the effect. Oh, the girl that, like, would throw up all the time. Yeah, like, whenever she was uncomfortable a little bit, she would throw up. Yes. Uh, that would suck. I'm glad I don't have that. When I was in school, like, high school and middle school, uh we would do film projects and my buddy was like trying to be a director. So he'd make a bunch of short films. And like, I was in a bunch of these and there was one where I had to throw up for like my opening credit scene. They said you need to actually throw up. No, no. he was like, I want you like, I'm kind of like a timid nerdy kid. And I, which was accurate to my life. And, uh, my opening credit scene was me busting into the bathroom and like throwing up in the sink. Yeah. And I spent like hours the night before trying to come up with the perfect like vomit cocktail of like something that looked <laughs> like vomit. And I would like mix tomato juice and graham crackers and chunks of different food and like all this stuff to like make it like nasty throw up consistency. My dad yeah. is watching me do it. And he's like, dude, if you eat that, you're actually going to throw up. I was like, nah, it's not gonna be bad. And I took a like a bit of it in my mouth, like try to do it, and I was like, oh, oh my god, like I almost <laughs> actually. And he was like sitting back, like he he watched me do it this whole time, and he had this little tidbit of wisdom, that he just kept to himself to watch me struggle. And he no like way. I finally was like, dude, I'm a total failure. This sucks. And he's like, you know, um. A lot of actors just use uh, cream of mushroom soup. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, just do a little bit of cream of mushroom soup. Looks like throw up. You're going to be great. And we had a can and uh, it totally worked. And that's what I used. And there's a great I'm, I don't think it exists anymore. But the scene, it was really cool. Like I bust into the bathroom and mid throw up, it like freezes and it has my name and my character name. And yeah. like the frozen shot is like me, like, and there's like a foot and a half long, like throw up. <laughs> 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 it's perfect. 
I'll never forget it. And it just like, because I spent hours trying to perfect it for my buddy and his movie. And I was like, dude, this sucks. <sighs> uh, is that shit on YouTube? Because I would love that. Guaranteed not. I'll see if I can text him and see if he has any of those old movies, but I really don't want to watch him anymore. Um, I'm embarrassed about everything I was a part of. <laughs> I would kill to see that. Uh, I would love to have something like that that's that people have over my head. I was a young a young boy, and I was at this club in England, and I was dancing on top of a table, and the club that night was doing a promo. So they filmed everybody in the club and, like, fucking zoomed in on me dancing on the table. And my uh, Keith will hold this over my head till this day, to, to this day. And every couple months, he'll like dig this up and just send me send me the link so I watch it. <laughs> He's like, dude, oh remember when this happened? <laughs> It'll never go away. Jesus Christ, dude, so bad. So what I'm saying is, I would love to see uh, see you do something like that. It make might make me feel better. I'll see. There's one that I worked really hard on, and there was like it was a. We ended up making a short film made out of three parts for a project. We each had to direct like a five minute movie. So I teamed up with two other people and we're like, let's make a 15 minute movie where we each direct a five minute chunk. And we're like, yeah, dude. So there's like a secret agent movie that we made. Um, oh, I bet you were all over that. My buddy might still have it. Uh, so I'll have to check. But I know for sure I don't. Dang it. That's probably pre-tube pre-youtube huh oh most definitely so it's like 2007 maybe ah oh, dang it dang it uh well dude do you have anything else on our movie here i don't um it was really good i liked it i enjoyed watching it um i don't have any fun trivia or anything um but I do recommend it. It was, it was pretty badass. Uh, dang, dude. Fucking next week's our big episode. Oh, I'm scared. Me too. I don't, I'm going to have to start watching literally tomorrow, I think. Yeah, tomorrow. me too. So Fuck. do you want to tell everybody what is happening next week that we're so scared of? Yes. I love how we're more intimidated than excited at this point. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh we are celebrating our 100th episode. We've talked about over 99 episodes, how we need to get on watching Lord of the Rings with Sean, uh, our buddy who's fucking super down for Lord of the Rings and knows all about it. So we're going to be watching it, uh, all of it, and then somehow watching all of it and somehow be covering all of it with Sean on what I'm starting to think now is probably going to be two episodes. Like, we just talked about one very short movie. It took us, what, uh, an hour and nine minutes. Uh, yeah. This is going to be wild. These movies are fat and juicy. And I haven't watched them in days, bro. How about you? Me either. I watched oh, yes. Fellowship. I watched Fellowship a few months ago, but it was, like, in the background, kind of, mainly for the dogs. Like, I put it on so the dogs had to have something to listen to, but, like, I was also kind of paying attention. 
Yeah. But it has been a long time since I've seen all three. And I'm nervous and excited. Oh, I, uh, I'm literally going to have to start watching tomorrow. Because we record on Wednesday, I think. Maybe we should push to fr- next Friday. Uh, let's keep it at Wednesday, just just so that I have a extra time to put it together, just in case it is two episodes. <laughs> Fuck. Good point. Uh, wow. That's I'm really I'm really interested to fucking get on that and see if it aged well. A lot of people say it's the best trilogy of all time. Uh, and I'm going to be very biased because I fucking love Star Wars and John Wick and all these other things that I might consider the best trilogies of all time. So we'll see what the Lord of the Rings has to fucking offer on our 100th episode. Yes. Uh, also, did you guys notice that uh, we fucking mentioned pure vpn at the beginning of not this episode but last last week's episode well it's gonna be in this one too right it is gonna be in this one too but for the first time last week you guys notice that you notice that if you did let us know let us know what you think in the show notes comments whatever that's right comment better yet use the link in the show notes to sign up and then let us know how you feel about it um yes you can visit that link by going to tinyurl.com slash watch stuff. Bam. And uh, you already know what it's about because you listened to the thing at the beginning of the episode. Mom, if you're listening, please support me. Please. You're my mother. Please. <laughs> you're my mother. <laughs> uh, other than that, dude, uh, is it about time to wrap? Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it. Uh, I'm going to immediately look into where I can watch this shit, and maybe I can even start tonight. <laughs> I'm so intimidated. I think it's on Netflix and Amazon. It's on Netflix? I believe so. No way. That's how old it is. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I'm going to look that up right now. Lord of... Dude. Not on Netflix. Well, it was. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was at one point. And we just, you never think to watch that shit when you need to. I did. Well, good for you. All right. Uh, what do we got? We have uh, an email and social medias that need to be addressed by the audience. Um, if you want to email us, uh comments or suggestions for future episodes or whatever the hell you can email us at aswspodcast at gmail.com you can find us on social media facebook instagram and twitter at aswspodcast or just go ahead and search alex and sterling watch stuff uh into your url you'll find our website asws.show uh or a bunch of other things that will pertain to us and we would love to hear from you and with that, I think we cheers. Cheers. Uh, I need to get my thing. All right, ready. Ooh, yours came out nice. Because they're both empty. I, I had a really full one that's like bubbling over on my desk. I slammed mine as well, and I'm a little boozy, and I have to pee. Nice. Well, I will let you pee.
And hey, uh, just a, just an early congrats, man. Like we crushed it. We're very consistent. We made it 200 episodes. Uh, so I'm uh, excited to do our 100th episode with you. Me too, man. I'm also very, very excited and kind of proud of us for for doing that. Can you see that I'm cheersing, or am I glitching out? Because my you're robot glitching runs. out hard, but I can see the can, so I'm gonna cheers <laughs> you. Well, we're gonna do cheers, bro. And we're forced to not celebrate our uh, our hundredth episode together because of this fucking stupid bitch ass pandemic. That um, is such a pain, dude. That would have been a hell of a celebration. I I think we would have gotten pretty trashed. Like, I mean, I think I would have taken shots and shit with you. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just Who's to me. say we still can't. Yeah, maybe we should just turn way up. Tell Sean to turn way up. Down. All right, bro. Well, I'm excited to do that shit. Um, good episode today. And good episode. Next week. Good, hey, right. good episode. I good I might. Hey, good episode. <laughs> good episode. All right, I'm gonna hang up before this gets any worse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone.